Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. British racism is so bad, white people left. Free to create their own kind of racism. That's why they invaded Australia, South Africa, and Boston. Ooh. I think it's become clearer that fairness is overrated. Well, before you run off and tweet that headline, let me explain a bit. The idea that we should always give two sides equal weight and merit does not reflect the world we find ourselves in. Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that this is... I really don't know okay. the answer is. You don't know yes or no if the laptop was I don't have any yours. idea. I have no idea. So could have been yours. <laughs> of course, certainly. Black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight. Our stress responses in the body change our metabolism. It's literally that... The racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. Ditto. The diet don't work for me the same either, I've found. All of the structural fatism and whatever it is has worked against me all this time. A hell of a good uh, example of empowerment from uh, Brittany Cooper, who we'll get to in a moment, letting us know that Indeed. That is, by the way, that's pretty, that's a great sign if you're somebody, if you're talking to your daughter, if you are a black woman, mm-hmm. saying, hey, in life there are many challenges, this is what you have to do to succeed, but you know what? One of the first ones you're going to have is keeping your weight down because we're Americans and Americans are fat. Um, and that one you can't do anything about, so give up on that one immediately, and then we'll take it from there. My goodness. I mean, that is such, that is, how terrible is that to tell somebody? Mm-hmm. How terrible. And, you know, being a fat, as I am now, um, it's a great, it's a nice, almost binary example of a challenge because it's so tempting and easy to get fat. It feels good. You can be (laughs) slothful. Uh, You know, things taste good. There's a culture of, if you're a guy, there's a culture of being a big guy. You're allowed to have that, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and um, and you know it's just it's just easy. You know, eating pasta is awesome. Drinking beer and vodka is those things are awesome, and those things are some of the things that make you fat. Mm-hmm. And then to get thin to curb your appetite, or to just or and or to just bust your ass in jog and exercise again and again and again and again and again mm-hmm. without any results at first and again and again and again and again without any results at all again again and again without not anything happening one week two weeks three weeks two two months three months four months and then suddenly something kicks in and your body's like oh we're not that anymore we're now this freaking get fire on all uh, cylinders mm-hmm. and you start to lose weight or my own experience when I've lost dramatic amounts of weight after being after gaining dramatic amounts of weight, there is always been clear cause and effect. Nobody told me that I could blame existential forces out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to do. I had a terrible relationship with a, with a woman in my early 30s and I stopped jogging and I gained weight. I thought, well, that's her fault. It's easy. It's easy to do. They're there if you, if you want them. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, there is nothing easier. And so there's very little with more reward than, especially if you're younger and you're still alive. I'm dead inside, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but then losing weight. You know, if you go, if you're... Well, that's <coughs> just the diet industrial complex teaching yes. you that you have to look a certain way. We've all been indoctrinated. There's clearly right, and, no- and, and it's funny because being fat, so being thin, especially if you're a younger person, for for women, it's you, you know there are tastes for everything. So mm-hmm. there's a market for every size of woman and every size of guy, I guess too. Yeah, especially now with the internet, you can simply look up the category and you can mm-hmm. you know whatever. But it is a nice feeling when you're younger, especially, and you're looking for validation. And you're less secure. You could give a damn. Um, it's a nice feeling to walk into a room and think pe- people have people think you're attractive. It's a nice feeling, and they act differently, and it's 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 cool, you know. Uh, I mean, isn't all fat phobia just a subset of unattractiveness phobia in general? Like, people like better looking people, and one aspect of that is um, being a normal sized person weight. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. I mean, life is easier for attractive people. That's just a. Almost always, yes. I would think so. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I mean, it's especially if. Yes, it is. It is it is funny though. I do remember at the peak of my jogging. This is more than ten years ago, so I do remember the only thing that like was a little bit of a setback was when I'd sleep on my side. My knees were bony and were hitting each other. <laughs> it's like this is no good. And sometimes I'd sit on seats and it's like it would be nice if I had more um, Cushion. Ca- caboose, <laughs> which I've remedied since. So no more. Everything is working nice. But uh, I thought about today, so I'll get myself in trouble here. I thought about today at um, at this store. At the store today, I bought, because it's my Easter. Oh, speaking of fat, since it's my Easter, I found it out to be a reason to buy cookies. <laughs> okay. Um, which is, because I have no, I'm in Sturdy Wings right now, which is, means I'm not drinking right now. Mm-hmm. So what it was happened is, I also am not really into eating. Like, I, I'm I'm not excited about anything that usually went wrong with having a few beers and then having eat and then picking, picking out at a right so thirty at night. Yeah. So for the time for for as of right now, mm-hmm. since I'm in Sturdy Wings for for temporarily, uh, or we can call it on hi- hiatus, whatever you want. That's all gone. 
So I've been trying. So, but but out of old habit, so I bought the cookies and I said, I'll 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 replace that a beer with cookies, and whatever. And and it didn't it didn't do anything for me. But anyway, when I was checking out, the woman at the register, probably in her early twenties, kept talking to me about the cookies, saying, "Wow, these are great! I really it was it was there was nobody at the register but me." <laughs> There was a run on the registers, all the other registers, because the market baskets are closed. Only Shaw's was open, mm-hmm. but I was in the one get just get one thing or get three things of cookies pile. <laughs> and she was saying, "Well, I really want to try these. It's really good, etc." And um, and she said, oh, "I haven't tried these either. Well, do you like them? Are they good?" And she's asking me questions, so I'm like thinking, "Well, she's asking me." I thought, "Is she? Does she really like like cookies?" <laughs> and feels safe because there's obviously a cookie guy in front of her who's a doughy guy himself, and I may have some expertise. And I thought, or is there a chance? Like in my single days, mm-hmm. I would have thought about, wow, she keeps talking to me. <laughs> As a younger guy too, and better looking, I would have thought about that, and then thought about it for a while, and thought, wow, should I? How do I get, make an excuse to go back in there? <laughs> some people are just nice and just talk to no, people. No, that doesn't exist. <laughs> I talk to everyone pretty much. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I just talk to people. There you go, guys. Just it's- have cookies around you, and I also make a conversation. But uh, I, I only uh, so anyway. I, it was a. Fl- it was just a. It, I don't know why I brought it up, but I thought it was. I just thought it was interesting. It was just a little snippet. Uh, today during my cookie transaction, because um, because uh, these cookies were impressed upon me. But I thought about uh, like uh, just the, the difference in in. You know, now it would be, obviously, I'm not going to have an affair with a cookie cashier. <laughs> I don't, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. I wouldn't know where to begin with that, including, like, I, I would need your help and advice to do it, first of all. <laughs> and I think you'd probably be somewhat too mostly reluctant. Probably, you know? yes. So, anyway, I don't know. But, yeah, I do wonder that about affairs. Like, how do people find the time, especially people who have kids and jobs and stuff? Like, Yeah. How do you have, how do you have the resources to be unless how do you have the resources to be do anything on the down low to keep secrets yeah i would have to be like sneaking out overnight no i couldn't sneak out because i'd be caught i got two dogs and you'd have to say you were like going to hang out with friends or something but not really go hang out with friends but i'd have to hang out with friends but i'd have to really be doing a second job so i can make cash because i'd have to have an affair based on cash Based right. on cash? Because we share a bank account. We look right. at each other's phones. Right. We don't, like, I don't. I, I have to, based on cash, I'd have to be living like Whitey Bulger on the lamb. <laughs> yeah. And also, I'd have to be back to 1980s technology, where I'd have to go, and like, because there's no internet. I I, I mean, because I couldn't use the internet to fu- mm-hmm. to talk to people, because you have everything. I couldn't use the phone, obviously. I, I couldn't, there's nothing I could do except know to hang out at the White Hand Pantry in Winchester <laughs> when everybody hangs out, which doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, so... It's almost impossible. I'm sorry, ladies. I, <laughs> I just don't have my... Times. I don't have times. my ducks in a row. And also, okay, that part's over. We're moving to the next subject. Almost, Alice. This just goes to show you. Mm-hmm. You've got to... It, timing is everything, everybody, and you've got to act when you have a chance. We could have right now been the owners... Of a boat re- replica bookshelf, almost seven feet tall, on Craigslist free stuff. A bookshelf showed up today, and I had Shaped been driving like around. I've been driving around. I bought a couple of pots, new pan, whatever it doesn't matter. You don't care <laughs> if you're still for whatever reason lift, now listening. That we've still, lost I don't know all why. Our listeners, thanks, Tom. So anyway, I th- there was this incredible 
library. Uh, what's it called? Library. A bookshelf, bookshelf shaped like a boat. Like a boat, a bow of a boat. It was wonderful, and I could have had it. And I, I, it was in a town next to me, and I, I emailed the person, and it was, and it was just too late because I was driving around aimlessly, and I, I've got to learn to check my phone more when I'm, um, <sighs> you know, when I'm uh, trying to poach uh, Craigslist free stuff treasures. This would have made the house. I can still hope that the other person doesn't show up, Ellis. This is where I am. Some people shop at, uh, <laughs> you know, Nordstrom's and, uh, you know, actually walk into car dealerships where they serve cappuccino inside. I, I am a Craigslist free stuff Jawa, and uh, that is my life, and that is where we are. Uh, was there other housekeeping? Happy Easter to me. We said that. We need to read emails from people today and everything else they've sent to us. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, everybody. Yeah, we're behind on our great. emails. Um, yes, and we've got things to do. Now, it's okay, so this is a tough one because this last week, it, I, there's no way that we as a country, and it's not just our country, it's all Western, really, cultures. Not all. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in Poland, which we'll talk about in a moment. <laughs> There's no way that we could honestly be this stupid. There's no way. There's no way that we could think that it's a good thing. And I, and I understand if you want to, if you're a good Democratic politician in Georgia or wherever, and you say, okay, mm-hmm. we use these voting rules to keep that issue alive and use it to punish Georgia... Use it to punish other states through corporate pressure. So we'll punish Major League Baseball. We'll punish Delta Airlines. Whatever it is, we'll punish all these companies and make them pressure Georgia, which then will hit the citizenry, which then will throw out Republicans. And mm-hmm. I could see that you, if you're a Democrat, you see the utility in that. And, of course, it just creates massive racial divides and racial tensions, tensions in the country. And at a time like this, that is dark irresponsible and cynical to do. Mm-hmm. But I could see it if you're a heartless, soulless politician and that your value system is based only on politics, that that would be useful. What I can't see is how people in the country believe this BS. Look at this, these issues, mm-hmm. on the merits and say, oh yes, that totally makes sense. It totally makes sense since voting rights... In even though the Boston Herald just had an article where the idiotic baseball writer, <laughs> you know, said that they were limiting vote voting access, you can't look at this issue with the voting rights law in Georgia and say, "Oh, you know what? Yeah, that's Jim Crow." Unless you're a moron, that means you don't yeah. know anything about Jim Crow. You I can't mean- look at the issue and even say that they're limiting voting access. Mm-hmm. You well- can say that there are machinations happening. From in in the state of Georgia, from Democrats or Republicans, etc. Mm-hmm. There's no step back into Jim Crow here. There's no voting access stuff happening. If if you can make a case that there's more access in a lot of ways, yeah. this is a completely. I'm going to give it to you in a second, Alice. Here, because I'm I'm sorry. This is completely psychotic, psychotic behavior. And the fact that uh, Major League Baseball backed down mm-hmm. tells you we've got a problem here because there's no bulwark against any of this complete and utter horse. Mm-hmm. I yield the floor. Um, it's really interesting to me because it seems to me that now the sort of, at least the most intellectually honest parts of the left, I mean, they're still obviously 
thousands of crazy people on Twitter and in every comment section of every article saying that the Republicans are stopping black people from voting. But but the more intellectually honest segments of the left have now retreated to saying that even if the law doesn't stop any black people from voting, it was meant to. The Republicans are just stupid and didn't do a good job. Um, so like the New York Times ran this piece this weekend by Nate Cohn, who's sort of there, Nate Silver, who's like a polling analyst guy. And he was pretty much saying like, there's not really much evidence that any of these things will reduce turnout. Changing the amount of time that you have to request an absentee ballot from six months before the election to three months before the election there's no evidence that that's going to change turnout. Asking somebody to write their driver's license number on the ballot if they're sending in an absentee ballot, there's no evidence that that's going to affect turnout. It, these things are just, they're non-issues. And um, so, but then, but then what his article says is, you know, leaving aside the bad intentions of the Republican lawmakers. And he even said, like, this could result in a backlash against them, which could result in even more people voting. Well, like so this is now the narrative is that they tried to stop people from voting but now even if the law results in more people voting it's just going to be be because there was backlash against their evil voting restrictions not that the voting restrictions were never meant to be voting restrictions at all because they can read into the hearts of the republican lawmakers and know that they just secretly wanted to keep black people from voting even though there's no evidence that that's the case it's not that they didn't want um to have black people voting it's that there were concerns from a lot of people that that there was untoward activity happening in this election right mm -hmm. and whether or not those concerns actually were justified and a lot of that blowback went on to those republicans in that state raffensperger got hit with trump's ire in all this too you know they the Republicans took a lot of heat from Trump and the Trump people for allowing this mm -hmm. to happen in this state. You know, so I think a big part of their motivation was actually trying to ensure that these results wouldn't be questionable when the when they happen. So, you know, take, for example, the thing about the driver's license number on the ballot. It's very easy right now or previously to this law. The, the rule was just you just had to sign the ballot and they would do signature matching. But that's sort of... Um, susceptible to fraud i mean like anybody can sign something and then whether or not it gets thrown out is up to the the registrar of voters who's looking at it and saying like yeah it looks pretty much similar or throwing it out if they don't think it looks similar and if somebody has variable handwriting their thing could get thrown at your signature looks different every time you do it i've mm -hmm. sat there with you when we've been getting a mortgage and you used to have to sign 50 things and i'm like how would you know it's even the same person right <laughs> but, um but like so so it's that's very easy to fake or easy to throw out or easy to question but if um if you have to write your driver's license number not that other people can't find out your driver's license number but it's difficult to unmask to fake 20,000 ballots with 20,000 people's driver's license numbers that's a lot of work right. to figure that out and fake it you know so they're trying to do something that's more verifiable likely to get fewer ballots thrown out and is going to actually increase confidence in the election results and the whole thing where we're now going to ascribe motives to them that they want to stop black people from voting and then when we discover that nothing they're doing stops any black person from voting say that well they meant to but they're just dumb and didn't realize that their rules wouldn't stop black people from voting, but they were trying to. I mean, it, it's such 
a, an absurd backwards narrative. I can't believe we're even having this conversation about this nothing law that does nothing to stop anyone from voting. It's so ridiculous. Right. And and ballot harvesting is something that I don't know if that's a thing in Georgia, but around the country, something that you mm-hmm. shouldn't want. You shouldn't want some dude going to the senior center and grabbing all the ballots from there or going to a nursing homes. And grabbing all the ballots, and and you shouldn't mm-hmm. want there to be somebody in the chain of custody who is not accredited somehow, whether he's a post office worker or uh, is somebody working for the Secretary of State or state right. worker, somebody. The North Carolina GOP actually got in trouble for that in 2016. They had been ballot harvesting. They had ballots in right. their office. It also, as far as as far as, and of course, this is the thing, you know, to picture the long trudge through Selma. Uh, as far as this imagery of you've got um, of the government, bad GOP government stopping people from getting bottles of water right. and pieces of pizza, that is uh, false. That is not what it does. You can bring a a oil drum full of water with you uh, in that line. <laughs> you can have as much pizza as you want in the line. As a matter of fact, if you're 150 feet away from the polling station, you can have. The vote for Marjorie Taylor Green official pizza and water company hands you water in line. You just can't be within 150 feet of the polling place. You can get water. You can be over. You could die of you overhydration. Also, you can also give the poll workers water to distribute from a nonpartisan source. So if you want to, you can go to the polling station, give them stuff to give people online. There's also going to be a lot fewer lines because one of the things that this new law does is it says that if your precinct has a wait of over an hour, three times, you have to open a new one, get more machines or get more poll workers. Right. Until there's no waits of more than an hour. That's one of the things that the law does. So they're trying to avoid having people in lines for hours and hours. Not that that even happened that much, even in 2020. You know, it was like a few one-offs, like right the first day early voting opened, there were a bunch of lines, you know, and then it was fine the next day. It's just one of those things. Sometimes there's a line. But um, yeah, the the false narrative creation and now the fact that They've pressured. I mean, the president of the United States and all his little minions and of Stacey Abrams in Georgia and all these people pressured the MLB to actually take the All Star Game out of Georgia and hurt all those businesses and all those people. Like they're causing real world consequences mm-hmm. for real people over something that's completely made up and fabricated, whole cloth. Yes, uh, yes. And um, by the way, in Stacey Abrams is somebody. Who I know that we're saying this is all because of Donald Trump, and part of it is because of Donald Trump, and that's political pressure there, no doubt. Stacey Abrams also claims that she won the election in 2018, also said that there was fraud happening all throughout the, the mm-hmm. system as well. Not only that, but before we get to the, the – sorry, not only that, but there were instances of line warming in this last election, in the Senate runoff. So this comes from not just Trump. There is This has been a conversation happening. Mm-hmm. Consistently, you know, it, these this happens, uh, and voter suppression conversations happen from the left during every election where there's a Republican involved. When there's two Democrats running for uh, seats in in uh, in uh, for for uh, uh, like city council, etc., mm-hmm. where there is voter suppression and all sorts of tricks right. happening, they never talk about it. But as far as the All Star Game goes, that is ridiculous what they've done, and it's only harmful, and it's going to, to hurt. Hurt Americans. I wrote about this in my Substack, Tom mm-hmm. But 
But there's 20,000 official um, rooms guaranteed by MLB. Oh, no, no. Is, or is it 20,000? Or is it 8,000? It it's 8,000 rooms. The 20,000 hospitality workers in Georgia mm-hmm. are 8,000 rooms. And uh, all those rooms will be canceled, of course. They're saying $100 million of economic activity in Cobb in, County. In, 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 but there'll be more, really. Because yeah. you've got all sorts of different kind of vendors and all sorts of stuff going on, all sorts of clubs mm-hmm. and parties, etc. That doesn't include gratuities that uh, line level workers would, would receive. Uh, it, you know, the, the Uber allows gratuities now, but other cab drivers, other livery services, waiters, waitresses, bartenders. When these when these big events come into town, big spenders come into town, and they have good times, and they hire out huge function rooms, and they take it. Spending and gratuity is part of the game. And you're taking this from black Americans. You're taking this money right away from them, mm-hmm. including the promotion that might, they might get from showcasing this city for a few days for years down the road. And it's unnecessarily, and it's just, it, it, unnecessary, and it's ridiculous. And I hope MLB pays through the nose for this. I hope what they've done here is so why it's so wild. And I the mm-hmm. fact that people in Wellesley with Range Rovers will only feel good about this, and I've just learned that there's something called Jim Crow, and we'll use it on social media and say, well, it's Jim Crow. You know, it's Jim Crow. They're trying to take us back to Jim Crow without knowing a goddamn thing about Jim Crow whatsoever. That's all he knows, that it's just something that you say on social media that gets you six likes and makes your friends think you're really, wow, she's really thoughtful. She's not thoughtful. She and her uh, Range Rover will not be harmed by this All-Star Game movie. It doesn't matter. Most of these people who do this stuff on social media don't even watch sports. They don't care. They just want to feel good about something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a while since they felt good about you know burning down black neighborhoods and cities and uh, taking the police away so the neighborhoods now have no protection. So now it's t- time to do the next destructive thing that feels good for you as in, in uh, your loft in Brooklyn. So that's what they're doing. Uh, what do we have for accompanying sound to this particular um, situation, Alice? Uh, here we go. Um, Keisha Bottoms, who is the mayor of Atlanta, who was um, at various times I liked during the summer, during the riots, uh, but mostly uh, not. Just in terms of the our corporations uh, speaking out, better late than never. And now that you have Major League Baseball that's pulled the all-star game here, it is hurting our economy. And it's my hope uh, that finally leaders across the state will listen. Party over country. All that matters is this. I hope that it happens in other states, too. You need to learn. No, we don't like that. We don't like that you're not passing the minimum wage law. No, you got to pull out. Everybody pull everything out there. Destructive. And it's not going to hurt Keisha Bottoms. She'll be fine. She's a government hack. It's going to hurt working people who are trying to make a living in this in that city, and you won't find the, the, you will not find long lengthy pieces about the business lost because of it. Mm-hmm. But there are people who probably have rented their houses out for Airbnb and other things for tens of thousands of dollars. That is gone. That is finito. That is done. But it's brutal. It's terrible, and it's so thoughtless. And it just. You know, just over politicalize. It's so dumb. Just so that they can score hits on Republicans. It's uh, it's so so divisive and wrong. And you know, they we heard a lot about how Trump was so divisive all the time. And you know, I keep hearing people say, "Well, Trump told people to boycott stuff." Yeah, but Trump never actually like got anything canceled because nobody listened to him. Yeah, no. And if this is the model going forward now, 
Good luck to MLB. I hope they find a place. Atlanta has a 52% uh, black population. They better find a place with at least that because inequities. Mm -hmm. Well, not only that, but the voting laws have to be less restrictive. So New York is out. Illinois is out. Nobody. I mean, they have a a lot of early voting days in Georgia. There are 17 early voting days with at least business hours plus um, mail-in voting. No excuse absentee voting. Um, they, I don't see how you can find a state. I don't know which other states, like, I'd have to do research to see which states they could even put it in. But I don't know where, yeah, Washington State I know has mass mail-in voting, but uh, I don't think they're black enough in Washington State. That would be a problem. So I, I don't know where you could go. I don't know where they're going to decide to put this game. I, I've heard people float Dodger Stadium, but I don't think California. Oh, you know what could have it? And I hope this happens? Mm-hmm. Vermont. Not black enough. Well, but what they've done with the COVID stuff, they've totally used segregation or racial priority uh, mm-hmm. to distribute the COVID vaccinations. The governor of Vermont, I forgot his name. Phil Scott. Yes, has said, what did he say else he said? He tweeted out, let me find it. Um, so they're on to their next group of priorities for COVID vaccines in Vermont, which is um, BIPOC. So he tweeted... And and BIPOC households, actually. Any household with a BIPOC in it. Um, sorry, this is so long ago. Well, that's fine. So, okay. Because if you or anyone in your household identifies as black, identifies. indigenous, or a person a new of frontier. color, including anyone with Abenaki or other First Nations heritage, all household members who are 16 years or older can sign up to get a you, vaccine. Did you say Abenaki? Abenaki. What is that? It's a type of Native American, other, a type of First Nation people. Okay. Okay, good. Oh, good. Well, once again, Abenaki privilege showing its uh, rearing its ugly head in Vermont. So, yeah, I think that he's shown a certain wokeness there that they should give it to Vermont. They should put it right in his hometown of Barry, Vermont. You've been there, Alice. It's uh, not a, not not totally sprawling, but that's good because it's COVID times. Throw mm-hmm. it right in Barry, Vermont, and have your uh, have your game there in the name of uh, equity. Jeez, it, it's so crazy too because the thing is, is that. Racism used to have a meaning, and white supremacy used to have a meaning. None of these have meanings anymore because they're just a simple uh, cop-out jargon for idiots who want to feel smart on social media mm-hmm. and uh, you know and third-rate pundit uh, hits. And so they're now meaningless. It's now meaningless. It's uh, you know, it's I don't even know what to say. Uh, and now, of course, now Jim Crow is too. By the way, speaking of Vermont and Jim Crow, there was an email that I never got to before a couple weeks ago from our friend Morgan in Vermont. Mm -hmm. Morgan, Morgan, Vermont, home of the Morgan horse, Alice. Well, his name is Morgan, and he's from Vermont. So um, he says he had a suggestion for you instead of saying um, the name of our Lord in vain when you get angry or you're losing your mind over something. He suggested you could say Jesus Crow. Ooh, like Which that. is a it's a big in Vermont, I guess, since you have a place in Vermont and you're a gentleman chicken farmer. He writes, you could try Jesum Crow. It's also uh, the unofficial state bird of Vermont. He says, so is that true? You know what? I'm gonna for now on do. I think the real bird of Vermont is a warbler. I'm not, I'm not sure, uh, but you know what? I'm gonna upgrade it and go to Jesum Eagle. <laughs> Jesum Eagle. Yeah, I think that loses some of its edge, but go for it. Um, 
Okay, moving along, Alice, unless you have anything else on this. Thank um, you, Morgan, by the way. I appreciate that. That was it. Where is Morgan in Vermont? Do you know? I don't know where exactly in Vermont. Okay. Um, let's go to, I just want to roll some audio here. This is Daniel Kaluuya, uh, who's in some of the, I've, I liked, I've enjoyed his work for a lot of years and most of his motion pictures that I like a lot. The most recent one he's on is, um, Avengers, um, return of Blue Man group. British racism is so bad, white people left. (laughs) They wanted to be free. Free to create their own kind of racism. So that's why they invented Australia, South Africa, and Boston. They uh, certainly juked the audience up there. Oh, my God. Um, A couple of things on that. Um, Obviously, I don't know who that is, but... um, (laughs) There are so many. Every article out now in Thought Piece is on racism. Everything. It's crazy. Like, when are we. When is this noxious gas going to move along? It's so freaking unoriginal. I can't get. I can't understand. Are you sick of it yet? Is anybody sick of this yet? I'm sick of talking about racism. I don't. It's. It's. I don't. Yeah. I don't know when. And culture... that's when the Q, the liberal thing, well, maybe black people are sick of experiencing your racism. Oh. <laughs> It's ridiculous. This Brittany Cooper thing right here that we just played, mm-hmm. this should be considered the maybe a good, it's not Fieldstone, what's it called? Not Fieldstone, a... Keystone? You know what? I'm going with Keystone. I don't know It doesn't what work, but I'm going about. with it anyway. <laughs> this should be considered evidence... Cornerstone? No. This should be considered uh, the state's evidence, and I rest my case after this, that all of this has destroyed the soul of this country. You can't get access to good health care, good insurance. The research says that black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower, even when we're following the diet than our white women counterparts. And what... The research says that. <laughs> the research says Science. that. Science. Yeah. I have my own research on getting fat and getting not fat, and um, I'm getting the feeling, well, you know what? The research she's reading probably does say that, and it better, because science now is woke theory mixed with a few numeric uh, you know, operations in there, but mostly it's woke. Mostly, you better come up with the end, you know, the result, the, the um, not the, the, Conclusion is set by the wokeness. Mm-hmm. You can wrap science around it how you want to, but the wokeness decides the conclusion. So in other words, going out and riding in the streets is a good thing and healthy, says the wokeness. Fauci, wrap some science around it. You better. De- Dr. Burks, wrap some science around it, although she was actually pretty good at this. But lefties, wrap some science around it and say it's the science that they should be out in the street, and they did. Yeah. Science is also dead, along with these other th- other. I mean, and it's totally possible that on the same diet, black women lose less, less weight, but it's not necessarily because of racism in the air. It could be for lots of reasons. I mean, different people could naturally have more trouble gaining or losing weight, you know, like well, from yeah. different countries. I think, you know. <laughs> I understand. But she, I wasn't shushing you. I was just saying, I'm about to say she... <laughs> She's not done. And what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism. It's literally that 
the racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. <laughs> well, we'll see. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. In other words, baby, kiss me. Fill my heart with something. That person has a doctor in front of her name, by the way. Oh. Are we not surprised? Dr. Brittany Cooper. Dr. Brittany Cooper. All right. Working our way back to you, babe, Alice. By the way, you look lovely again. Thank you. Um. Do I do it? Do I do it? Do I do it? Okay, Dr. Michael Olster at home. This guy has been saying for four months that the variants are going to come and kill us all unless we get vaccines and, well, too late. Right now, get ready for this surge. You know, Alice and I take no comfort at all, but I'm telling you right now, as you just said, we are just beginning this surge, and denying it is not going to help us. We are walking into the mouth of this virus monster as if somehow we don't know it's here, and it is here. Now is the time to uh, do all the things that we must do to slow down transmission, not open up, and we got to get more vaccine out to more people. I'll tell you what's going to happen is yeah. people are going to get vaccinated, and then they're just going to do stuff. That's what I'm going to do. There's, I don't like I'm that. I'm just going to go to stores. I'm just going to go to restaurants. I'm just no. going to go. We just got an email that um, our kids' T-ball starts May 8th and that all parents and children will be required to wear masks the whole time. Uh, I will be more than two weeks after my second vaccination by that point in time. Do you think I will be wearing a mask outside in the nice May weather at the T-ball game? I believe, uh, through an abundance of caution, it's been suggested by the epidemiology community that you uh, that you do that. <laughs> so don't give up quite yet. I mean, there's a recurring sense of doom, so I think you will be, yes. No, I will not be. I will not be wearing a mask. And if they want to drag me away, they can drag me away, but I, I'm not going to be wearing a mask. And none of the other people who are vaccinated. Uh, so, oh yeah, did we talk about Rochelle Walensky getting in trouble again? Did that happen before our last show or not? I don't remember. So we talked about recurring doom. Oh, right. And then she, she had said, talked, we she, did play that, I think. She had talked about how uh, vaccinated people can actually go about their normal lives and that they don't transmit. And the CDC had to clarify her again that she's not. She got dragged into the van again in a way. She's done. Um, you know, they're not going to let her out for a little no. while. But yeah, so the CDC is now backed up again and said, wait, we don't really know if it stops transmission. There's multiple studies now that show that it's extremely effective at stopping transmission. By May 8th, it's likely that about two thirds of this state will have received at least a first shot. And we're seeing more and more efficacy from a first shot as well as the second. It's I mean, this is this is done. I'm I'm done with masks. 
once I'm vaccinated, I'm done with uh, distancing. Mm. I'm done with not having events. That is over. Uh And they can take their vaccine Uh passport idea and they can go screw because I am not here for vaccine passports. I'm done. And actually, somebody else emailed me. They think I'm off base on the vaccine passports because I had said that um, I don't think it's actually going to come to fruition. Um, But... uh, they think it, it's you know going to happen. I I mean, and I hear a lot of people say that. Um, you know, this people is- like Alice. It's part of the mask thing. Mm-hmm. I've already seen people, some idiots you and I know in the early thirties, who already have had them. Um, what's that called when you put it in plastic? I don't know. When you have paper laminated, yes, have already had them laminated. Mm-hmm. Who are showing laminated? The top is obscured, so you can't see their name and whatever other information, mm-hmm. which is part of the whole thing. Yes, they've already shown. Yep. See, I've had two. How is it people are preening on social media saying, "Look, I got mine. Awesome." Who the frig would like say, "Guys, I did it. I did the right. I did the right. Th- I got one. They did the right thing." God, like I got one. I'm getting another one today. It's like guys, I got, I was, I was, um, I was discriminated against so much by the racism that I gained weight. <laughs> I gained a hundred pounds, so I'm a fat ass now. And so I got to have a, I had to, got to have a vaccine, even though I'm like thirty years younger than people who should get them, because I've been a fat glutton jerk enjoying way too many occasions than I should in my life, because I've got no self discipline. So I get to hop the line and I get a vaccine and it's laminated. Guys, cheer for me, love me. Jesus. I mean, heck, I mean, Jason uh, uh, Eagle. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'll tell you what, I've read a lot of memoirs. I've never read a memoir uh, like this one before. This is Hunter Biden's book, Beautiful Things. If you were wondering who that uh, page was, that person was in bed with Hunter Biden in the. Uh, <laughs> In the blotchy film, I have a theory. It comes out on Tuesday. It is extraordinary. You know, you've heard about Hunter Biden. This is the, by the way, just take a step back here. This is the media editor for CNN. Slash now book reviewer (laughs) about a news personality who's the son of the president of the United States. Over the years, you've heard all the tabloid coverage of Hunter Biden. You think you know his story. We know that right-wing media is obsessed with him. Fox News always uh, targeting him. And there are real questions. Targeting. When you approach somebody with microphones and ask questions, it's targeting him. You know, the guy wasn't exactly a peanut farmer, you know, in an obscure part of uh, Georgia, racist Georgia. This guy has been dealing on the heels of his father with uh, international uh, relationships with businesses in countries. Questions to ask, including about that laptop uh, that CBS uh, is probing, uh, that CBS asked Biden about in an interview that's airing uh, today. Can you run some of the CNN probing audio too, Brian? Oh, nothing available. And airing again tomorrow. But this book, this book about addiction, about how many times Hunter Biden could have died, the president's son, it's breathtaking. So let's talk about it with Kate. There's no way this is not a paid spot. There's no way you can say that. Certainly not as a news show and certainly not as a show that, uh, that scrutinizes the media. You cannot say that. What we just saw there was a full-on Lewinsky. It was, it was, Alice, and it was remarkable. Bennett, uh, she's- Now they're going to run through a pundit to, you know, to try to pass it off as a legitimate discussion. 
I'm sure she's going to scrutinize it and uh, criticize it deeply mm-hmm. here. Also read a copy. She's a CNN White House correspondent. Uh, Kate Bennett is with me along with David Zerwick, who is back for more. Kate, I just want to preview this for people. Th- this book is kind of under the radar, comes out in two days. What stood mm-hmm. out most to you? Well, I think it's just what you said, the the depth and scope of Hunter Biden's addiction and the honesty. The book is under the radar because media organizations who use the term Hunter Biden were kicked off of social media. That's one of the reasons it's under the radar. All right, take it away, Kate. With what she discusses it, I mean, this was a man who had a serious crack cocaine addiction as well as a serious alcohol problem. He had his first drink when he was eight, eight years old, sorry, a glass of champagne at, a, at an event with his father. And it, I think it also shows that addiction is really the great equalizer in, in this country. Uh, and, and, you know, it's the one thing that really brought President Biden to his to his knees. I mean, this is something that's helpless for many, many American families. With people that is the critical point that's the critical point (laughs) among other things uh of course that was a cnn news story on a book about the sons it's the one thing that brought president uh that uh, that brought joe biden to his knees alice yeah and it's such an equalizer who doesn't have the story of your addict child getting to make eight hundred thousand dollars a month uh on the board of a ukrainian gas company who doesn't have stories like that we can all relate to hunter's tale honey did he say that that's the one thing that brought joe biden to his knees yeah okay there was a little car crash in the 70s that i think was probably a uh, dark period for joe too uh-huh, I right? would say. Involving yeah. a daughter who's dead and a wife who was dead. He also lost another son. The yeah. son who wasn't an F-up was uh, yeah. lo- lost a few years ago. Mm-hmm. These guys for CNN, that is a not a bad job of of uh, repping PR, uh, except for it was a bad job of PR. That was disgusting, but that's fine. That's fine. Brian Salter is certainly fine. Hunter himself was on the news this weekend as well. Yes. Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you my... know. I mean, how can you know if something is your laptop or not? There's no way to know. <laughs> Can't be known. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, how are you supposed to know? I mean, were you missing a laptop, Hunter? <laughs> we saw something that had your um, member uh, uh highly featured was that is that your member oh i mean i don't know you would want to know let me tell you something alice i would know no laptop has a picture of any of my stuff on it i can tell you that i know that i also know if i'm missing laptops i'm not my yeah. children broke three two out of three tried to break a third this weekend which they didn't I'm still coughing up rice, Alice. I have a rice kernel right here. Yeah, I put it in rice to save it. <laughs> That's, this I really a, don't know okay. if the answer is. That's you don't know yes or no if the laptop I don't have was any idea. Yeah, I understand, Hunter, that you don't know, but you're talking to a person who's pretending to be a reporter here, and so we need more of an answer that has some symmetry to it, which is a way <laughs> that people talk here in the outside world, Hunter. Yeah, I have no idea. So could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, it, it no, could have been. They lose 12, 15 a week. I mean, I don't know. I'm the most I don't know person. I don't know. I don't know. Could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that. There- so if it's not yours, Hunter, why are the pictures of you with women on it complaining about uh, about investigations and other things? I don't know. I don't, what do I, I don't know. You know what? B- book an addiction book on addiction 
My dad paid a lot for this uh, revamp of my image, so let's go to the book and addiction. It was the, that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. Could be that the Washington Post had it exactly right, but they were banned from Twitter right before Post, the election. Oh, sorry, well, yeah, banned from Twitter right before the election, along with some other people. It could be that I dropped it off at a repair shop and forgot about it because that's the sort of thing that sometimes people who are addicted to drugs do. And your father chased you? Yeah, because I tried to get into the. I tried to go to my car, and my girls literally blocked the door of my car. I said, "Dad, Dad, please, you can't. No, no." So you got to have one of these every time you hawk a book. You got to give some meat to each interview, and this is his meat about a particular time when when they were trying to have an intervention on him. This is what he's trying to do. He's trying to launder a new um, a new public image. And mm-hmm. he needs media to help him launder that. This guy does. So this last person with the with the laptop wasn't so helpful. Yeah. This was the hardest part of the book to write. And he grabbed me. Yeah, it was the hardest part of the book to write. I'm glad I wasn't in charge of writing it because <laughs> that would have been difficult, especially if any of it was true. In a hug. Mm-hmm. He grabbed me. He put, put, gave me a bear hug. And he said, oh. he just cried. He said, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You know, he doesn't have, he doesn't have, his dad would have launched a BS rocket into <laughs> like Klektor 7's universe there about mm-hmm. a, something that didn't happen. Hunter doesn't really do that. He's only got the inability to do that. He's got the like time to say it, and, and, he, and he hugged me and he gave me a bear hug, and that's not great copy. This stuff with I don't know what to do. It sounds believable enough with a, with a, with somebody else, but this is all this is all a, a PR job. This whole thing is just PR. You can't be answering questions about could have been my laptop. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You can't be conning somebody on a book tour and at the same time trying to shove a legitimate message down their throats. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. Please. What did you What did you think when you heard that? I thought I need to figure out a way to tell him that I'm going to do something so that I can go take another hit. Yeah. It's the only thing I could think. Literally, that's how powerful. Yeah. I don't know of a force more powerful than my, my family's love, except addiction. Well, good luck for that. Good luck with that, Hunter. We'll see. Um, all right. So where are we? We should probably get to... We should probably get to the oh something I want to do is a little cleanup, Alice. Mm-hmm. Last week, last Thursday, we played in the intro Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. talking about getting the shot, uh, but we didn't play it on its own. So this is Ron DeSantis talking about getting the shot. This is why this guy needs to be the next president. Uh, so I, I became eligible on Monday. I haven't had it yet, but I am I am planning on doing it this week. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to do it on camera. I mean, we'll see. I mean, if you guys want a gun show, maybe we could do it, but probably better off not. Excellent, excellent, yeah. excellent. He's embroiled in a problem now, though, because some thing where they were storing nuclear waste or something crazy. Is, oh, yeah, pipeline is, broke. Is broken and is spewing it all over Florida. So that's good. In the Tampa area, I think. So Yeah. We'll see what happens with yeah, that. We'll see how that goes. So I a bit of I don't want to all of this the the race stuff in this horrible fog we're in now, which is not based on reality, to envelop everything. But Charles Barkley, as he often does, had some clarity on the issue, and he just has a natural common 
sense truth. Man, I think most white people and black people are great people. I really believe that in my heart. But I think our system is set up where our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, are designed to make us not like each other. Correct. So they can keep their grasp of money and power. They divide and conquer. I truly believe in my heart most white people and black people are awesome people. But we're so stupid following our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats. And their only job is, hey, let's make these people not like each other. We don't live in their neighborhoods. We all got money. Let's make the whites and blacks not like like each other. Let's make rich people and poor people not like each other. Uh, let's let's scramble the middle class. I truly believe that in my heart. Damned right, damned right, Charles Barkley. And one of the reasons we don't they don't like each other, or people of different classes and races have this tension and animus, is because the news is slanted. The news purports to be the news or not. They're being activists, and it divides people because it throws you off your access. If you think that you're learned and uh, educated or somewhat informed from the news, when the news is not not um, what you think uh, it is, when you're getting a bill of goods from these guys, Lester Holt from CBS News or whatever he's from, I think it's CBS, was at the Edgar R. Murrow Awards, which already I'm... Uh, it makes me uncomfortable to think how much that would completely suck to be at. This is a guy who's been an anchor now for decades, and a reporter for decades. Listen to his take on news. The unprecedented attacks on the press in this period, I'm sure, will fill plenty of books and be studied in classrooms, maybe even here. But I have a few early observations I'll share about where this... They're not unprecedented attacks on the press. No. They were precedented by Barack Obama, who was literally using intelligences to harass, harangue, investigate, and trap and intimidate the press. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, you know, the Kennedy administration intimidated the press. Many administrations intimidated the press. Lyndon Johnson was a complete a-hole. Uh, what's his name? Um, the, the guy who stroked out uh, from 1920. Um, World War One. Oh, w Wilson. Wilson. Yes, Woodrow Wilson, Woodrow Wilson uh, you know, imprisoned members of the press. <laughs> you know, this is not, there's nothing unprecedented. To have Donald Trump yell at the press, first of all, it was unprecedented the way the press yelled at him and people who worked for him. You know, it was unprecedented that somebody questioned the veracity of uh, Huckabee's pumpkin pie. That's unprecedented <laughs> that the press focus on that. But for Trump to call the press jerks, uh, that's benign. That's anodyne. This moment brings us and what we can learn. Number one is, I think it's become clearer that fairness is overrated. Well, before you run off and tweet that headline, let me explain a bit. Well, the thing, Lester, is that we've always known you've believed that <laughs> from your track record. Right. And so you're acting like, whoa, this is going to be a newsflash to you. No, we've been talking about this. That Rush Limbaugh's career was made out of illustrating how you've always believe this. The idea that we should always give two sides equal weight and merit does not reflect the world we find ourselves in. Oh, what is it, a complicated world now? It didn't used to be? Oh, now it's, no, now we can't just weigh things on the merits anymore. That world's gone. No, that <laughs> world's not gone. If it seems like it's gone, it's your fault. You set it up to fall apart. That the sun sets in the west is a fact. Any contrary view does not deserve our time or attention. 
I would say it's a bit of a straw man. Nobody's yeah. saying that the sun doesn't set in the West. We're saying that when Jussie Smollett says that he got the crap beat out of him in Chicago at one in the morning, but they didn't screw up his tur- his tuna sub, and they had a little string noose, <laughs> that maybe that's not equivalent to the sun setting in the West, and maybe you should check on that CNN. But when we asked you to say that, you called us racists and refused to. Because Don Lemon was all in. It was a CNN thing. Well, and also, if you want to be picky, I mean... Where the sun sets isn't the direct west anyway. It's more like if you're in the northern hemisphere, it's more like the southwest. And and it changes over time depending where you are and what season it is. In some parts of the world, it doesn't set at all for some, you know, for certain parts of the year. So, you know, you sometimes can take things the nerd are more out of the AP classes, but you can't take the AP classes out of the nerd. Else, we're doing something here. OK, geek. I know recent events assure that you won't have to look far to find more current and relevant examples. I think you get my point. Decisions to not give... Yeah, we get your point, Lester. You're a, a, a skewed news person who's a partisan who is not a neutral uh, messenger. That's your point. No, things are difficult. We know things are difficult. That's the challenge. That's why you guys go to school for this. To do this while things are difficult. And you learn, like, ethical standards to go by, specifically for situations in which things are difficult. You don't learn ethical reporting standards, you know, for situations where everything is straightforward and it's obvious what's true and what your opinion should be, right? Like, you learn the standards, the principles of behavior for the times when you want to do the opposite thing, but the principles hold you back, Right, and well, that's and that's where it should be exciting. It should be exciting to go down the path of reporting, and be surprised by something. Right, not upset by something. Oh wait, it looks like the, that uh, Cuomo's numbers aren't correct. Let's step aside from this one and move along to another story. Well, actually, CBS had to delete a tweet this weekend because about the Georgia law, they had tweeted out, like, here's three ways you can fight back against Georgia's election law from their news account. (laughs) What did CNN say, too, about a man and a woman, didn't they have? Yeah, so CNN had an article the other day, a news article, not an opinion article, in which they said that there is no um, consensus clinical standard by which we can determine biological sex. None. Right. Just, no, no we, can't, we can't tell whether people are men or women. There's Unsupported no way. arguments equal time are not a dereliction of journalistic responsibility or some kind of agenda. In fact, it's just no. the opposite. Providing an open platform for misinformation, for anyone to come say whatever they want, especially when issues of public health and safety are at stake, is what CNN does. Thank you, Lester. That was very mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. So, but I think this ties in, too, to the, um, the, social media censorship stuff too you know when we talk about this stuff like this if cnn keeps repeating that this is facts and facebook and twitter are cracking down on fake news like they did with the not fake news about hunter biden's laptop and other things you know they're gonna keep uh coming after people and taking people off you know there's gonna be a point where if you say that there is an easy way to tell if people are men or women uh they're gonna you know shut down your account and I mean, right now, Facebook now has the policy. Do you remember um, after the CPAC speech, the one that we grabbed and did, uh, Trump's big CPAC speech? Mm-hmm. YouTube took down the speech off YouTube. Mm. Facebook isn't allowing it. Facebook um, got rid of an interview with Donald Trump that somebody posted on Facebook because his voice is now banned from the platform. Right, on with Lara Trump on, from two right, days ago. on Facebook. So... The, the policy at Facebook is that you cannot post video of President Trump speaking. 
His voice is banned from Facebook. That is bizarre and crazy censorship. And then they do other things that aren't transparent too. So there was this, um, I don't know if I would even really call it an attack on the Capitol this weekend. This guy who obviously was going through some deep, deep mental health issues, was a devotee of the Nation of Islam, was losing his mind. He drove into some of the Capitol police at one of the Capitol barriers and killed one of them. Um, The other was in the hospital. He got shot. um, And obviously all the usual suspects jumped on this and went, you know, oh, see, the Trump people are bad. Like, you know, they said it was white supremacists and whatever, everything else. And um, what ended up happening was it wasn't. It was a black guy uh, who was a fan of Farrakhan. And he was he, he was crazy. I mean, he was hearing voices and stuff, was deeply paranoid. And, and he drove into these police officers. But, um, you know, so then all the usual suspects jumped on that. And then when it turned out they were wrong, they retreated either to imagine if he had had an AR-15, how much worse it could have been. That was Ilan Omar tweeted that. <laughs> Mehdi Hassan tweeted that. And then also there were some takes that were um, because people got the idea of this from the Trump supporters storming the Capitol. Right. Um, then it's still this their fault, fault. Yeah. that it happened. So one of the accounts- right. Even though there have been mm-hmm. a, a good number of attacks on the Capitol pre-Trump. Right. So this is interesting because one of the accounts that tweeted this was a Dr. Jia Hoon. Um, Jia Loon, I think, uh, on Twitter, a verified doctor account from California at the hospital of Santa Cruz. Um, and he said he tweeted that it was a white supremacist insurrectionist. And um, then he said earlier, I made a tweet in my misjudgment claiming today's attack on the Capitol was done by Trump supporting insurrectionists. This wasn't the case, however. Trump and his supporters have denigrated the sanctity of the Capitol building and laid the groundwork for future attacks. If Trump supporters didn't storm the Capitol on January 6th, today's attack would never have happened. Trump is responsible. Republicans are responsible. So then some people looked at it a little closer. And although this account is verified by Twitter which means you have to send in an ID and all this stuff. It was made this March, Mm -hmm. has fewer than 100 followers, and is just a random doctor in San Francisco. So where did it come from? Well, it turns out that the only other... I'm going to say QAnon? uh, The only other things it's tweeted about are Stop Asian Hate and um, How Great China Treats Uyghurs. So... (laughs) <laughs> um, it's a so it's it's a neutral party. Yeah, it's totally a, non-biased. It's a Master Holt approves. He sees yep, no problem. and Twitter approved. They yep. Twitter verified this account, He's which is using the a sun stock the West, photo as the fine. header image, which is bizarre. I mean, like I think Twitter really has to answer questions about this. They're not giving anybody blue check marks right now, but they're giving. Chinese Communist Party sock mm-hmm. puppet accounts verified check marks as to say as, that they're really uh, Alice, American citizens. As long citizen. as James Woods is off and Kurt Schilling, I think that's we're a safer crazy. Country. All right, some happy news: Calgary, uh, Saskatchewan, Canada. Isn't it Alberta, Canada? Correct. Okay. Uh, Dateline Calgary, a a, a Polish pastor. Uh, leading an Easter uh, service was uh, in violation, supposedly, of COVID rules. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So the, the French police come in. Canadian police. Oh, yeah, yes, that's right. Did they split <laughs> off? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian police come in, came in to hassle these guys. This guy is from 
uh, Poland, where this pastor is from Poland, where they have no time for this belief. They've seen the real stuff. He does not um, handle the police in an overly diplomatic fashion. He makes his feelings known immediately. Please get out. Get out of this property. Immediately get out. Get out of this property. Immediately. Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property. Immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. Out. Out of this property. Immediately until you come back with a warrant. Out. Ouch! I, I love he, how he's still on the church PA. <laughs> so like this, this sermon like took a wild lurch here. Ouch! Ouch! Jesus. Ouch! Out of this property! Immediately out! Immediately go out and don't come back. Don't, I don't want to talk to you. Not a word. Out of this property. Out of this property. Yeah, Chief. What do you say when they say they don't want to talk to us? Any guidance in this? <laughs> He's really adamant and, frankly, unpleasant. Immediately out. I don't care what you have to say. Out. Out. Out of this property, you Nazis. <laughs> Speaking of that, it sounds like there's going to be no soup for them. Out. Gestapo is not allowed here. Immediately, Gestapo is not. I, do we know these people? I don't feel like we do. Allowed. Ouch! You think some of the older people and they're trying to like keep up in the book are like, should we? What part of this exactly? I'm not sure. Understand English? Get out of this property. Go. So go. Go. And don't come back without the warrant. Out, Nazi. Out. <laughs> Stop calling us that, uh, that, eh? Out. You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Out. And don't come back without a warrant. I believe one of them bursts into tears in a moment. <laughs> Do not come back without a warrant. You understand that? You're not welcome here. Nazis are not welcome here. Gestapo is not welcome here. Do not come back, you Nazi psychopaths. <laughs> I'd hate to be the FedEx guy who like has the wrong address and walks in. Livable, sick, evil people. Intimidating people in a church during the Passover. <laughs> you Gestapo Nazi communist fascists. <laughs> Don't you dare coming back here. I love him. Can you imagine those psychopaths? <laughs> Passover, the holiest Christian festival in a year. And they're coming to intimidate Christians during the holiest festival? Unbelievable. What is wrong with those sick psychopaths? It's beyond me. And the stone had been moved, <laughs> and they did say hallelujah, for he is risen. That guy is awesome. He's great. He's fabulous. Can you imagine? <laughs> that guy is awesome. Also, another Polish church in London. I see two of this Calgary. Yeah, there's a it's second one, me. but it's... Oh, did you go on? With that? He keeps yeah, going. Happen. He's not done. Uh, Seems can... like he's working the crowd in that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in London, London does. In London, um, in this one, in this video, the people are less vocal, but the police also came to shut down Good Friday services at another at a Polish Catholic church in in London. So please explain us, um, ladies and gentlemen. This uh, gathering is unfortunately lawful, unlawful. 
under the coronavirus regulations we have currently. You are not allowed to meet inside with this many people under law. At this moment in time, you need to go home. Failure to comply with this direction to leave and go to your home address ultimately could lead you to be fined £200 or, if you fail to give your details, to you being arrested. I suggest, ladies and gentlemen, though it is quite a, it is Good Friday and I appreciate you would like to worship, that this gathering is unlawful. So please may you leave. Come on, man. Learn something from the guy in Calgary. Yeah, stand up. But uh, yeah, uh, that's. I want to see that in every church in America starting now. That that would be perfect. Here, here. I don't think they'd have a whole lot of luck shutting down your church if it was uh, <laughs> in full swing. I'm I'm excited to see what happens on Easter. Our Easter is May too, so a lot of people are going to be vaccinated by then and stuff. So um, Matthew Gates. Oh, or we can. Uh, you know what? Let me let's get into this Cuomo thing clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things here are all these freedoms that you have because otherwise people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway they're gonna do what they want how do we control the populations they're showing all sorts of sign of autonomy <laughs> as if this is a country built on freedom chris this is very troublesome oh jesus okay it's fine it's fine fine uh let's hit matt gates very quickly the Matt Gates scandal continues to develop this weekend. Uh, he doesn't seem to be a popular guy. People keep coming forward with all kinds of new stuff about it. No, mostly not criminal, mostly just scummy. Um, so, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily lend to your credibility when you're trying to fight charges that you were sex trafficking a 17 year old minor. If everybody says like, "Oh yeah, he shows us naked pictures of girls he slept with." on the house floor all the time and uh he's well known in florida politics for running a game that's harry potter themed where mm. they earn house points for sleeping with different people including like bonus points for sleeping with married people and apparently there was how pathetic that millennials have to infantilize <laughs> you know womanizing just make it what it is all right guys i'm embarrassed for my generation i'm sorry that my generation gave the world that gates i and and another so he's um the he's involved in this investigation because this guy Greenberg that he's was hanging around with in Florida is busted for like all kinds of fraud and fake IDs and sex trafficking and stuff. And uh, he was buddies with him. And so this lawmaker, a Democratic lawmaker in Florida, has come forward with this voicemail that they left her at some point when they were hanging out drunk together. My dear Anna, this is your favorite tax collector. I'm up in the panhandle with your favorite U.S. congressman, Mr. Gates. Hi, Anna. And uh, we were just chatting about you and talking about your lovely qualities. And your... We think you're the future of the Democratic Party in Florida. Well, see, I know you're the future of it, so there's no thinking involved. Anyway, uh, if you get this and you feel like chatting, give me a shout back. The uh, douche Kappa Chi fraternity. <laughs> 
Reaches out to Democrats. Um, yeah. And actually, one of our Florida listeners has been reaching out to us. Uh, and I have not gotten back to his emails yet, but um, that is Paul. He has had lots of great things to tell us. Um, he, uh, remember when you played Byron Donalds? The black congressman from Florida? Yes. That's his congressman. Oh. He lives in his district. He loves him. He says he's great. Um, but he also uh, was letting us know about prices in construction, which is huge. He's saying since January 21st, gas has risen from 202 a gallon to 286 a gallon. Plywood has gone from $15 a sheet to $50 a sheet. Two by fours were $3 each and are now $9 each. Dang. So, and this is something, he sent this email 10 days ago and I didn't get to it. But then now I've been starting to see news stories about this, about saying like construction prices are spiking. And like, so we're already seeing an inflationary effect on the economy here. Almost certainly is what this is. These prices are spiking. It means construction prices are spiking. New home prices are spiking. Um, and the housing market is going nuts. People are saying they haven't seen seen anything like it the inflation in the housing market is just wild it's like i mean it's out of control the prices that people are paying and um you know with the interest rates low and people having all this cash from the government it's making them much more willing to buy at higher prices and they're competing i just saw a news story today where um investment firms are getting in on this because they're treating housing as an investment tool where they're buying up whole neighborhoods blocks of housing Mm. and using them as rentals or flipping them whatever they're doing treating them as investment properties but like from big billions and billions of dollar investment funds doing this. So they're competing also now with regular buyers, and this is also driving up prices. So, uh, When we've seen this just anecdotally, just with friends mm-hmm. here and family who are looking in Massachusetts, and uh, but it's, it's everywhere in Massachusetts, but in our area, if you're Massachusetts, if you see kind of the, it looks like a horse with a little bent arm with a little head, we're in the head. Um, and houses are going crazy. We see an open house here, and there's a thousand people in line, and it's like a the freaking live aid concert it is happening there. There are lines for blocks and blocks and blocks, mm-hmm. and nothing lasts. It's crazy what's happening here. Yeah, they're all getting like dozens of offers, and they're off the market in a couple days. It's wild, uh, and it was like that kind of in the last town we were in, um, right. but not like this. And this area was much cooler market because it was. You know, not as close to any city, um, but now like with the working from home stuff too, that's like broadened people's uh, areas that they're willing to look at. Yeah, yeah, and people have been in the cities have been. I mean, the mask mandates there are much more serious, and the restaurants mm-hmm. are closing and bars are closing, and there's no reason to be in a city if all the cool city stuff is closed. Right. So, <clears throat> especially if you're trapped in your tiny, ridiculous apartment. Yeah. That you pay way too much for. So, but Alice, that's going to change very soon because what uh, those two by fours and those sheets of plywood are going to be used for inter- infrastructure projects, which among other things, finally are going to bring us high speed rail. And this is a lot. Jim Acosta in Brian Stelter, who's this is a pair of geniuses right here. You've got it. You are a lucky person to be able to watch these guys. It's all coming down the tracks, as so to speak. There's a lot to be covered uh, in this Biden infrastructure plan. Uh, we, we got used during the Trump era, the, uh, you know, to think of uh, infrastructure week as a joke. Uh, it's it, This might be an infrastructure year. Speaking of Lester Holt, there you go. 
By the way, we never really covered it fairly. We always thought it was a joke, so it didn't deserve coverage. It's like uh, saying mm-hmm. the sun doesn't set in the west. Here, uh, and how right. we cover all of this. And I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, uh, can we just have a, a damn high-speed train in this country? I mean, can I please get to New York, uh, to, from New York to Washington without problems on the Acela? And can I get on the Wi-Fi, by the way? Uh, everybody, Jim needs to get from New York to Washington without problems on the Acela. Mm-hmm. So, Jim, if there were problems on the Acela, and that is a, what's that, semi-government, half-mostly-government, yeah. NGO, whatever it's called, thing, what's going to happen with the high-speed rail, do you think? When government handles that, when they can't handle high-speed, highish speed rail for a few hundred miles. When I ride the train and have that not be a problem. And if we're going to spend all this money, let's build for the next hundred years. Not just build yeah. what we needed 20 years ago, but let's build right. for the future. That's right, Brian. Let's build for the future because it's we. It's so easy to predict what's going to be the the main source of of travel in the future. Considering Virgin Atlantic is sending people into the ionosphere right now, let's build more trains, Pullman cars. Yeah, well, I have bad news even for the train people because this infrastructure bill is not all about trains. Um, so basically, this is. Part one of what Biden intends to be a two-part thing. This is a two trillion dollar bill, and he wants to have another two trillion dollar right. bill. They separated them out. Right. right. This is the American Jobs Plan, and next will be the American Family Plan. So that's going to be like free money for parents who have lots of babies. Pretty much, that's where the Shattuck's get that we like. in the American we like that, Family. We like the Shattuck plan. bailout plan. Yes, <laughs> we're all for that. Build back better. <laughs> um, so, but this one. This is the American Jobs Plan. This is about providing jobs to people. And so basically, so one of the biggest chunks of money is $400 billion. So this is 20% of the plan is going to that important key infrastructure component of any functioning society, mm-hmm. the infrastructure of caregivers for the elderly and disabled. Yes, that's what I think of. Roads, bridges, and spooning Caregivers for the elderly. So that's important because a lot of caregivers for the elderly are women of color, and we want to invest in them. So There we go. Perfect. (laughs) Makes sense to me. Jim Crow. um, But there is some for transportation. Oh, good. There's some for transportation in the transportation bill? So about $600 billion is going to go to um, transportation. The biggest piece of which is $174 billion for a half a million electric vehicle charging stations. Excellent. Um, so that's an important thing that so we're going to So if you're have. an electric vehicle you're charging installers, <laughs> congratulations, there's a jobs program coming your way. Of course, you, we'll need more electric vehicles. So, yeah. Um, and there will be some tax credits for things like that. But that's, of course, the last thing you said was social justice um, infrastructure. Right. This is climate infrastructure. Right. So these are things that symbolically have to be mm-hmm. done to propagate activist causes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Amtrak will get $80 billion. Which it, uh, it was probably going to need anyway. But, right. Right. Um, so, and then... To maintain there its will freight be, lines. Mm-hmm. There will be... Um, some other money for modernizing public transit will get $85 billion and That's modernizing unions. bridges, highways, roads, and streets right. is $115 unions, billion. Unions, so unions. they want to do, there's 10 big bridges that are in need of repairs right. and then 10,000 small bridges that are in need of repairs that they're going to do with that. And then $50 billion to withstand climate change. 
So that's good. Um, that's a handout to friends who have startups. That's um, fine. I believe Obama was standing on the bridge 10 years ago saying we definitely needed this. Of course, we needed mm-hmm. it so desperately that the Obama Biden never did it. Yeah. So uh, and then 200 billion is going to go to retrofitting 2 million homes and commercial properties to be more green. Pipe fitters union. Uh, 100 billion for high speed broadband Internet in rural areas, which we're really going to need now that we have 5G. Stop to Verizon and AT&T, Comcast. 100 billion dollars in upgrades for public schools. Uh, You know, it always seemed to me that somebody who lived in Appalachia. 185 miles from the nearest gas station that has never had electricity is they moved there for the high-speed internet, I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then $111 billion for water infrastructure, including eliminating all lead pipes in America. Let's talk about pipe fitters. You're going to need more pipe fitters. I can yeah. tell you that. $100 billion for the electric grid. And then um, another- This is such a beautiful Democrat. $300 billion the electric grid. That's another research, union. development, there and manufacturing. Go. So that's the Science yeah. Foundation. $40 billion for the Dislocated Workers Program. Yeah, the ones we dislocated. $30 billion for preventing future pandemics. Mm-hmm. $46 billion for supporting clean energy manufacturing. $111 billion for Jim Eagle projects technology 35 billion for addressing the climate crisis uh 40 billion for updating research infrastructure and laboratories so uh yeah anybody else need anything (laughs) anybody else so one of the things that this high-speed rail thing that biden's been for forever um is um one of the the problems with it of course is that there are cylindrical metal objects that careen through the sky that are much faster and cheaper mm-hmm. than riding on the rails. Right. So that's a problem, that we have air travel that's much better than riding on the trains. And they're trying to push people towards getting off commuting and going to the trains. If you do that, if you incentivize people to go through out of cars onto the trains, mm-hmm. you're going to have to subsidize them because they're not going the trains are not going to be able to make enough money unless they charge eight grand to go from D.C. to New York. So, And if they do, the government is going to have to subsidize that, and that's going to come from poor people who don't get to wear ties on the fast train. Those are poor people in states who are just trying to work for a living, right? who are getting in the way of the big jobs program union giveaway that big elite Democrats want to push on. Yeah, and somehow Amtrak is, even though it's slower, often more expensive than flying. Yes, totally. It's crazy. It's so useless. And not only that... It's so backwards thinking at a time when when Uber and these ride-sharing companies are revolutionizing how people get from place to place, and they're investing huge amounts of money in self-driving cars. Their plan isn't to disrupt the taxi industry. They're not valued at all the billions and billions of dollars they are because they're going to replace taxis. They're going to replace public transportation. That's the goal with them. That's why... And they're not going to employ anybody as drivers in about probably 10, 15 years because they're investing huge amounts of that money that they're valued at that they've had invested in them into driverless car technology. So that's that's what their plan for the future is, is that you get picked up by a driverless car at your house and it drives you to where you need to go and you just pay Uber. And in the meantime, there's going to be billions and billions of dollars of trains sitting around on tracks nearby you that you're not using because it's going to be more expensive and stupid. 
Well, right, and because nobody needs to go to the office anymore, because the office doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to work at the Boston Herald. You know where the Boston Herald is? It's everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> There's no building anymore, you know, and that's it, that's just the way that every business is going. Right. It doesn't make any sense to be downtown Boston. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... It, to think that we're going to have, you know, this is a 1955 when Joe was, you know, uh, beating up uh, black people at the swimming pool, uh, that this is, you know, people with their top, top hats going to work and back and forth through Long Island. Those, that is diminishing greatly. It's yeah. over. It has. It's over. Okay. The trains could sustain. The trains would sustain. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, WSJ did a great uh, piece of an, on, on this. Um this is by who wrote this James Aretti in the Wall Street Journal about how um, democracies are always jealous of these authoritarian countries that they can build all this infrastructure. China has been building like crazy. Brazil went through a boom, built like crazy. Japan built like crazy. Um, and they were kind of saying that they always end up building way past when it's economically value- viable and actually helpful to the economy in the country. I mean, obviously, when China started building that was really good because they had like zero infrastructure. So mm-hmm. it was helpful, but they go way past the point where it's useful. And now they are just like jobs programs, basically to employ people. It's like industry for the sake of industry. They're just building for the sake of building. Um, China also is not that big into the fight for 15 for the labor force. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, the, mostly the labor force is whipped. So, um, but yeah, and they're probably going to invade Taiwan soon too, but we're not going to do anything to stop them with that because John Kerry's going to talk to them about our biggest priority, which is, do you know what he plans to talk to China about? Um, A climate initiative? Yes, climate change. Oh, good. So... Too bad for the Uyghurs, I guess. <laughs> Tough to be them. You know, or maybe Taiwan next right incarnation now. you'll come back with something else. That's our policy in America right now. Good luck, Uyghurs. <sighs> Any other business on this Easter Sunday for us, uh, for my people, Alice? Um, that's what I have for you this Easter. It's Happy Easter. Thank you. The I'm gonna... tomb is empty for you. I'll be there in a month. <laughs> I'm gonna go get my Fauci ouchie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will be social mediaing uh, that out with uh, with. I the... hope you live stream it. Well, I'm gonna. Well, I'm. I will have my phone now, so I will not have to read the Amesbury High School t- mo- motto. If you don't lose it in the car, 180 times. But you know what I will do? What? Since I've talked about this, having lost the um, the uh, social, since since I have talked about having having lost my phone last time having to sit in that cafeteria and read the damn Amesbury High School uh, motto mm-hmm. we're going to put on a contest Ellis. Okay. I am going to go into that room mm-hmm. today after I get my shot Yes. I am going to go into the cafeteria sit for my 15 minutes mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to take a video if not a picture mm-hmm. of the Amesbury uh, model yeah. on the wall. Yeah, and the first person who um sends us a DM or just tweets at us a video of them reading the motto. Okay. Oh, uh, we'll get a piece of uh burn barrel merchandise, a good piece of merchandise. What say you? Okay. Are you not? What's the motto again? I don't know. It's a long. It's a whole. It's a whole big screed. It's not. A, oh, okay. It's like the, 
the whatever the pledge credo. or something. It's a pledge. <laughs> so okay. please do that in a heartfelt manner, and you would get a piece of merchandise, Burnbrill merchandise. What piece of merchandise should we make it? I don't know. So maybe you can let them choose. It's oops, let them choose, Alice. What if they choose something good? It costs more than three bucks. Okay, just a suggestion. I don't know. (laughs) We'll find something symbolic. Okay. Okay? I'm excited about this. I'm excited, Alice. Okay. It's a new day. I'm excited, too. I was up at 4.30 a.m. today. Good. 4.30, hitting the books. Mm -hmm. I'm sick on cookies now. (laughs) That's how I knew when to stop. Is I feel sick. That's how I know when to stop. <laughs> Me and Brittany. Uh, Your self control is admirable, honey. What discipline? Yes, that's right, and that's because of racism. Because I was I, I was intimidated into stopping when I was told to stop. Oh goodness. Okay, so if you want to look out for that Amesbury High School motto to win a piece of. Burn Barrel merchandise. You can find us on Twitter. That is at Burn Barrel Pod or Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. We're also on Parlor. Um, that's at Burn Barrel Podcast. I need to get on Gab. Some people have been telling us to get on Gab. Isn't that where the Nazis go? Now there's more people there, no, though. And so that's what I'm hearing is that there's like more activity there than Parlor. There's like a better community. <laughs> hey, you know what we should do? Mm-hmm. Is get that um, pastor on. Let's oh, try, I like Let's him. try to book him for tomorrow. <laughs> okay. I'm sure everybody's <laughs> trying to get him right now. He speaks at rallies, apparently, too. Oh. Anti-lockdown rallies. <laughs> I can see that. I don't think he's had a mask on this year, no. <laughs> um, so hopefully we'll get our gab going, but you can also find us on YouTube. That's Say Tom Shattuck's me. Burn Barrel on YouTube, or shoot us an email. It's burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. So we'll talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.